Rise and shine, my sinners. When Father Evil starts his day, he gets a little deadly. Deadly Grounds Coffee has the richest, smoothest flavor you'll find anywhere. It's sinfully delicious. Once you go deadly, you never go back. Order yours at getdeadly.com. Coffee's so good, it's scary. Do you have a hankering for horror knowledge? We have such sights to show you. Do you require raging retro reviews? Do you desire discussions with devastatingly dashing dorks? The Dorkening Podcast Network has nearly 30 shows to satisfy all of your nerdy, geeky, and dorky needs. From horror reviews and celebrity interviews. Hi, I'm Adam Green, the director of the Hatchet films and the star of Allison. Hi, this is Dominic Pace, who played the bounty hunter Gecko from The Mandalorian. Hi, I'm Mike Price. I'm a writer on The Simpsons. I co-created Epis for Family. Hi, guys. This is Dee Wallace from E.T. and Cujo. Hi, my name is Kurando Mitsutake, director of Gun Woman and Karate Kill. Hi, this is Samantha Newark, the voice of Jem and Jerrica from the original Jem and the Holograms cartoon series. As well as nostalgic trips into the past, pop culture, the latest in entertainment news, and so much more. Featuring a variety of shows and hosts that will simultaneously enrage, enlighten, and entertain you. Check out the Dorkening Podcast Network. My mom says I'm cool. Available on iTunes, Spotify, thedorkening.com, and wherever fine podcasts can be found. Welcome, everybody. It's Monday morning. So, James, do you know what time it is? Is it spooky time? Well, that, but no, it's it's go time, brother. My <laughs> name is Jay, and welcome to episode eight of the show. Since this is October, all month long, we are going to focus our show on topics around Halloween, our love for horror movies, horror characters, whatever, anything that's spooktacular related. And we're also going to, of course... Throw in some sports, because I think some of that's happening, right? It's, it is October. So in this episode, James and I are going to draft. That's right. We're going to do another draft this month, but this time it's horror movie slashers. James, name one. Just name one. Leatherface. Boom. So we're, we're going to draft our top ten. We have a list. James is going to go through that. And who's on the board? Well, not only are we going to do... This, we're also going to talk about football, because it is October. We got playoff baseball, and the rare NBA Finals is happening in October. And then we're going to end the show with our favorite segment, a couple dads being dudes. So, James, where do you want to start the show? Well, let's start off and get in some of the 
uh, sports out of the way. Uh, it is, like you said, the NBA Finals in October, which according to Commissioner Silver, sounds like this is going to be the last time this happens because the ratings for the finals oh, are, are awful. Awful. Um, and no one knows why, because they've actually been very good at scheduling the finals game with nothing else on television. Um, my thing is, it's still the NFL. You're still in NFL's back out wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, it's the Heat and the Lakers. That's not a big draw. Um, I I am one of those people in the 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 conspiracy theory camp that I think the NBA is one of the most fixed sports in all of major league major sports. Um, just because the refs can manipulate the game to a point where, you know, a team could win or a team could lose. Um, and I just feel like, and I think a lot of people maybe do it is it's, you know, the Lakers are going to win. You knew the Lakers were going to win when they got AD, you knew the Lakers were going to win even more once Kobe passed away. You know, it was just one of those things like everybody knows the Lakers are going to win regardless who was playing them. You know, the Lakers were going to be in the finals and you knew they're going to win it. So how can anybody be invested in an outcome you know what's going to happen? And right now they're up two games to nothing against the, a, a, a severely un, a depleted Miami team right now, which and they're just they're just dominating. So it's just like even if the Celtics made it, I don't think it'd be any better than what we're seeing right now. I just think that the Lakers are just the better team, and it just shows the top echelon of teams. And it's and there's a big gap between the top level and the next level down. So I just well, think I just think no one really cares. It's everybody's it's LeBron, it's the Lakers. You know, no one cares. Like it's October. Like it's not their it's not their time. Yeah, I think the unfortunate thing here, especially for any Miami Heat fans out there, and you know, I was kind of jumping on that bad bandwagon for sure. Uh, Gordon Dragic got hurt early in the first or second quarter, and so did Bam Adebayo. And those were the two guys that really needed to be the difference makers for the Heat. You know about Jimmy Butler. He's an all-star. He's going to do his. He, you know, And then you had some other guys who were just going to be role players. Bam, this was his floor. You know, This was his stage to be the next quote-unquote AD. He sees AD, and he's like, that's going to be me. They both went to Kentucky. They're both kind of the same type of player but ad is just eight years more experience a better basketball player at this juncture uh and he got hurt and he's got a strained back so that's that's really upsetting and Drogic is out and that that guy was the 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 uh the senior guy on the team he was the one of those quiet leaders played hard went after 50 50 balls he's out and he he was the guts and uh you still got Jimmy Butler, but that whole team's got guts, and 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 you know the game's going on as we speak. Uh, it's kind of back and forth. Heat have been leading most of the game, so uh, if they can squeak one of these out, you know maybe it's a gentleman sweep four to one. But uh, if it's a sweep four zero, I mean I went again. We talked about it in the last pod. Not totally surprised. They do have two of the best players. It's even going back in time that this duo it could be the best duo of all time. I mean they're up there competing with Kobe. And Shaq, Bird and McHale, and you can go back in history as far as you want to go, but you know at least those are the guys that I remember watching and just seeing the domination of those duos, and you're seeing it right in front of your face. Like there, that's what's happening. So we don't have to keep going with that. Uh, you know, let's hope the next week we're still talking about it. That means there's a game seven happening, but uh, or it did happen. No, this is but this uh, is, uh, it, but by the next show we're gonna be like. Lakers and Celtics have 17 banners each, but you know, like I said, I just, I just don't have 
the faith in the NBA that stuff isn't rigged. It's just too many coincidences happen in the NBA where you're just like, you're kidding me, right? It, you know, AD leaves for the Lakers and all of a sudden the Pelicans get the number one draft to get Zion. Like, come on. Like, yeah, there's a lot of conspiracy theories, especially around the NBA. Uh, David Stern, the the previous uh, president of the NBA. Um, but, uh, you know, there's it's funny that you say that because I am actually in the middle of listening to a new podcast out there called Whistleblower. Uh, I, I don't know what platform it's on, but it's about Tim Donaghy uh, and his tenure as being a referee and, and actually betting on games. And uh, he he kind of says it. It's more of the in defense of him. He did go to federal prison. He did go get locked away. He did was you know he was guilty of doing that. But this was this shows kind of in a different sense, like trying to defend him. That the NBA was actually kind of telling him what to do, or he kind of knew what was going on. And and it was and it's very interesting how a lot of the um, referees at that time and still today are coming out of one county. Del Delco, Delaware County in Pennsylvania. And these guys are part of the mob and they're, they, they got a pretty crooked background, which is very interesting, especially in those 2000, uh, MBAs and what happened with how, like you were saying, how, how series can be swung and they, with the whistle can do what they want, you know, call it what you may, but it's like, they're the ones quote unquote, in, in this time of the world, policing the sport and it, and they're corrupt as all hell. Uh, well, back that then. too, and it's just like you know, that's the you know, that's when you see like games that should easily be over in four games or a gentleman's sweep go seven. Like, how is this possible? How is a team this much better? One a team that's clearly better than the other team making this to a seventh game, especially when you're watching these games and being like, what are they calling? And it goes, and you know, and a ref shouldn't determine a game. And one of the things you know about that too, and like we got a whole episode on this too, like later down the road. Um, it's it wasn't just Tim Donaghy. Like, that's the thing. Like, it no. wasn't just him. And there's still Scott people Foster, who... Scott uh, Foster. There are still people who are referees currently today when you people are, like, on the, like, who are the refs this week, tonight? Oh, that's a loss for the Celtics. Or that's a win for the Lakers. Oh, or, yeah. You that's know, a thing. It, it, that's definitely a you thing. Shouldn't, you shouldn't see that. Like, you shouldn't be like, oh, okay, this is going to seven games because... You know, Tim Brothers is the referee, and he he always be, every time he referees against on a Celtics game, you know, at home, you know, it's it's it the Celtics win, or if it's on the road, the Celtics lose. I'm again, I'm using the Celtics as a barometer because that's what I I have in my my wheelhouse. But you know, I mean, it's just for me, it just with Kobe and LeBron and getting AD and all this stuff, it's just. It's just I just felt from day one, especially after when the bubble resumed and they came out and was dominating people. I was like, no, there's no way that Lakers are going to lose. The NBA will not let allow that to happen. Yeah, just the way that how LeBron's officiated over his whole career has just been crazy. And some of his, you know, I mean, he's been in 10. You mentioned it last last show and how he's only won in 30 percent or up to this point. Um but a lot had to do with the, hey, it's not your time yet. You know, keep showing your face. Well, now it's kind of his time. And in as long as AD is there too, the funny story that I want to see out of this finals is that LeBron doesn't get the MVP, but not a chance that's happening. Another fix in the making where AD is actually the better player on this team. And he's going to be snubbed of an MVP because it's LeBron James. 
There's there's yeah, the and there's the hot take. Well, it's not really hot, but it's like I will that could I'm also happen. Too, too. Oh, 100%. But I'm also to the point being like, you said it's LeBron's time. The LeBron's time was when it was in Miami and when he won the one in Cleveland. This is very much now 80s. You got the big youth movement going, big youth movement right now in the NBA. If I'm, like I said, but again, LeBron will never be Michael Jordan. And that's the problem, I think. Like, and again, in, in, the way we look at sports is very much as who did we grow up with? You grew up with Jordan. You know, he might, his numbers wise might be Jordan esque. You know, all like all the the statistics might be better than Jordan, but who Michael Jordan was in the nineties, in early or late early late eighties and early the nineties itself, in what he did in the finals, LeBron will never touch that. He can go to the he can go to the finals every year until he retires, and put up numbers and be this you know great player. It, it will always come back. Well, Jordan went six times and won six times. You know, he never left the team to go chase a ring because that's what he did. He went and chased a ring. He won two in he won two in Miami, came back to Cleveland, won in Cleveland, then jetted for Los Angeles to win another one. So, like, I can't. It's the same thing with like Durant. I I've lost I lost all respect for Durant when he went ring chasing. If he came to Boston when he was a free agent and won it with Boston, that's different because Boston never wasn't the defending world champions who won two before one before he even got there. It's one of those things like I can't take him seriously now as a serious competitor. And now he's in Brooklyn trying to win it. Now he wants to, he wanted to get paid and play with his friend, you know, Kyrie and win a championship for Brooklyn. Okay. That whole marriage is going to last about a year and a half until one of them gets pissed off and one of them demands a trade. But like, I'm already just like, I'm, I, I'm, I'm done with the LeBron. LeBron can be this year, you know, but the problem is he'll be this generation's Michael Jordan. Like, that's the thing. Like, he'll be this generation's greatest player. But for me, he'll never be what Michael Jordan was. 100%. Yeah. Jabroni so. Lames, man. Jabroni Lames. That's, so. that's, that's who he is for me. But with that, you know, final end this week. Congratulations. The bubble was a success. So round of applause to NBA. They yeah. had no positive COVID test while they were in the bubble. Hopefully, you know, they'll be able to play in their arenas and stuff like that. Um, but with that, we go from one bubble to another bubble. Uh, the Major League Baseball now goes into the playoff bubble format. Um, not a lot of surprises in the teams that won, um, other than the Twins have lost 18 straight playoff yeah. games. Yeah. Um, so that was fun. And the Miami Marlins, who was the heart of the COVID outbreak in Major League Baseball, beat the Cubs, and they're in the next round of the playoffs. Um, are you any any surprises other than those those kind of coming through? Still, nah. still, still on the Dodgers bandwagon. Other than you seeing what San Diego did, yeah, no, San Diego is a great story. I love, like I said, Fernando Tatis. I mean, I'm gonna I'm buying stock in him, buying it hard. Uh, I I, I like that team. And the with, Major League ba- Baseball needs to be pimping the hell out of him. No shit. Like, yes, being yes. We, him, we said this before. Mookie, yeah. You know, you got to get Mookie Betts. You got to get him. You got to get some of these young kids, the kid down in Atlanta, you know, be the face of Major League Baseball. I'm Mike Trout. Great. You know, he's a great baseball player. He is not a household name. Mookie Betts can be a household name. So and you have those two guys going up against each other for at least at least three games. Cool. Golden. Yeah. I'm done. I love it. Yeah, series to watch. It's going to be a lot of fireworks. Uh, but I wish it wasn't a five game series. I wish it was like a seven game series. Sure. There's not a there's not a lot of events. I'm like, give me seven games. But I think it's perfect. Baseball's doing this right, right? Best out of three, five, and then we're going to go seven. It's 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 a great increment, and I think a lot of sports, basketball and hockey, is is should be doing this. 
Because like, let's get through this. Different. I, I like I said, I will defend hockey should be for seven game series because hockey I think is a different animal. Basketball is just so top heavy. Like you know, the one, two, three, and four teams are minus this year because it was a bubble format and it's a completely different playoffs. The one, two, three, the, the top four normally win that round of series. Like so, I, I, I'm all for the first two rounds of the NBA playoff being a best of five. That's just my thought. And then go to best of sevens for the conference in the finals. So, yeah, but no baseball is doing it right. Best of three, best of five, best of seven, like ramp up the wins. So, yeah. but I didn't, I didn't mind having 16 teams in it. I like the, 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 the wild card tournament they had this year. If this is something they want to do moving forward, I'm all for it. Like it's a best of three series. Like you got to win two games and it's going to be, it's a back to back to back games. So, I'm all for it. So yeah. go Dodgers, go Dodgers, go Padres, go Rays. Sure. Yeah. There you go. All right. Cool. No. So let's uh, get through a little football talk, and then we can get get this draft started. You mean you mean the uh, you mean the COVID football league? Yeah, a lot of news happening in the NFL. Yeah, a lot of a lot of COVID talk, especially for our team, huh? Right. The <laughs> Patriots were supposed to play today. Well, I'm they not got posted it. I'll, I'll take one more. I'm mad it's Cam Newton, but you know, put Stidham <laughs> yes. in there and see what he got. Yeah, but they got Hoyer. They're gonna they're yeah, gonna start whatever. Hoyer. Eh. Give Stidham. <laughs> if you're gonna lose, lose with the young kid. Yeah, no shit. Like it's it, out of any game, it's like, oh great. Well, well, KC, they don't get to see our our stuff. So I mean, Andy Reid's watching tape, so it doesn't really matter. Coach, both teams are going to come to play, and you know it is what it is. But uh, I have a pick them anyway, and and uh, I think I, th- I think I still picked them to win just because I had to. But uh, you know it's uh, it's going to be a tough one, tough one to watch. They're they're full strength, and uh, we're not. So we'll we'll see how that happens on Monday, and and then uh, we had another game. Titans was it? Titans, Titans, Steelers, Steelers got, got moved to a bye week, and they and they they jumbled the schedule. Um, so this is the question I was going to ask you and, 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 and I didn't want to ask it in our, in our, in our game notes, pregame notes. Um, can, th- is this going to become an issue for the NFL shortly? Uh, I believe, yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't see what, I mean, baseball kind of righted the ship too, at some point and they're, they're having different protocols. But uh, baseball can make up a game with a double header, right? They, they were able like. Well, I think there's only, I think they can stretch the end of the season before the Super Bowl another week. They can kind of do whatever they want. They can keep extending because there's really, if there's, they can do whatever they want. They're going to get viewers. So it's like, if they keep pushing the season out, the problem is the Super Bowl is kind of set. There's a lot of mo- th- wheels in motion, right? They've already, the NFL. The NFL already says they can push the Super Bowl back. Oh, the there's then, nothing. There's so, nothing at Raymond James Stadium that needs to be done, and the networks are all on board for the flexibility that is needed. Yeah, so football for, can go all the way till May, for all I care, and that's gonna be fine, I guess. It's just you're gonna have just a lot of less, a lot of less uh, games happening every week, I guess. Well, like I said, I, I mean, I, and, and, and I, I don't feel bad for the Steelers. I don't feel bad for the teams that, like, Steelers had to buy and they're going to play 13 weeks straight. This is the first time, and I think they said since, like, 1970 or something like that, there wasn't a buy on week four. So, oh, okay. dude, yeah. it happens. It, it's happened. You know, suck it up. You're, you're professional football players. Like, you didn't have offseason. Tra- like, you know, they were saying, like, we practiced all week to play the Titans, and now we're not playing the Titans. My my thing to Mike Tomlin is you guys had no off season. 
So getting a couple extra practices in with your team to get better as a team instead of the whole week off, you're telling me that's a bad thing? Like, yeah. no, guys, stop. Yeah, especially with yeah. all the injuries and kind of what's happening right now with it, 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 this season already, the uncertainty, take the break, keep practicing. Well, no and, deal. And I think the issue was, and I think if this game was postponed, and there is still a chance the game might not happen. Like, people are like, it's set for tomorrow night. It might still not happen. Like, they still are testing. They're going to constantly test. But, like, does this turn into should should the NFL penalize teams for stuff like this? Do you think Tennessee should be penalized for having 18 players test positive? Yes. I mean, and if, what's, if, 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 it, if we, we want to get, like, in, in my opinion, sitting on my couch, yeah. Yeah, you guys, come on. Like You, you said it earlier, you're professional football players. This is your job. You think, you know... Yeah, I, you know, there's there's been saying like if I had to go on vacation, I'd to a hot state, I'd have to get quarantined and miss work and get unpaid. Like my that's what my company was doing. So yeah, man, like you should be penalized for sure. So um, I know one of the things that they were saying, um, you know, it's just it's just interesting. I'm I'm curious to see what they do. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not against penal- penalizing the, you know, the team itself for what's happening. Um, you know, I don't know exactly what the penalty is going to be. It's probably going to be a fine. I know they've been finding the face masks thing yep. is pretty big, heavily, um, yep. heavily. So we'll see what happens. You know, if, if anything, it's going to be a, an organizational fine and maybe a, a loss of like a draft pick, uh, moving forward, but it'll be like a sixth round or a fifth round or nothing like super monumental. Yeah. But um, but for me, is the one thing that I wanted to bring up was how unbelievably god awful the NFC East is. Oh yeah, yeah. Going back to our uh, NFC predictions, and I'm like, oh yeah, Dallas. That's that's my team. I I thought they were gonna go to the NFC. Uh... I mean, I know it's only week four, but Jesus, they just got shellacked. I mean, they put up points, but shellacked by the Browns. Like Odell Beckham, just like yeah, you have the you have the Giants who are zero and four. You have Philly who's zero two and one, a tie. Come on, against the was it the Bengals they tied against too, or the Panthers? They tied against the Panthers, I think it was. Like, come on, and then you have the Redskins at one and three. Or sorry, not the Redskins, the Washington football team. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, watch watch that. Uh, and then you have the Cowboys at one and three. I mean, you know, at least one team is going to get at least three wins because they got to play the other three teams in the division. So, But what, um, what, what goes well with this is kind of what we were saying, too. The other teams in the NFC, get, whoever's rolling through that division loves it. They're like, oh, great, there's a dumpster fire. Let's just count those as wins as well and keep moving on. So that's why it's funny that the, you know, the NFC West, they're like looking at that division and being like, awesome, we get them on the schedule. And we're just, all four teams are going to show just beat them. So it's like they're good. You're going to see the NFC West just have so many like their worst team is going to be 10 and six. It's going to be ridiculous. Yeah, I think it's all I think that's still Seattle's division to win. So and Seattle's showing they'll slow down there. But, you know, we'll see what happens. It's definitely I think the NFC, uh, the NFC East will have a pretty hard grip on the draft next year. So with that in mind, that's a terrible transition. I am so sorry. No, super, super good. (laughs) Super good. So with that, we are going to start our slasher draft. So uh, the rules are very simple. It's going to be a rotis. Is it called? It's a rotisserie draft, right? That's what they call it. 
That's why it's, it's a rotisserie draft, snake draft. Sure. Uh, I'm not really snake draft because I'm not picking back to back. No one's picking back to yeah. back. So it's going to go We're back. It's going to go forth. back and forth. Yep. So it was going to be five rounds. So we're each going to we're going to pick our top five, and then re, but there are going to be more than ten available slashers available. Um, so what we're going to do is I have the handy dandy, um, flip a coin. Oh, sweet thing. So uh, Jay, call it in the air. Heads. Sweet. So you get the first. If you get the first pick. So what we'll do for you guys is we will go over who is on the draft board. Um, so like I said, you get to pick them and then we'll give a little brief why we picked them and we'll go right through it. So with it on the draft is Mike Myers, Freddie, Jason, Jigsaw, Pennywise, Leatherface, Ghostface, Chucky, Candyman, Penhead and the Cinnabites, Leprechaun, Norman Bates, Jaws, Count Dracula, Wolfman, Invisible Man, and Frankenstein's Monster. All right. So right, with so that, with that, Jay, you are on the clock. All right. Well, I'm so happy to get the number one pick. I felt very confident with this pick. Uh, so for number one, I'm going to go with Freddy Krueger as the okay. horror movie slasher number one pick. And why did you pick Freddy? Well, in our little notes that we had before the show, uh, we were kind of talking about it already. But uh, I think the way that this character was derived, uh, kind of being in your dreams and not having control of those dreams and having him with all the power. Uh, and he was he had many episodes, many movies, many... He, they just kept going with stories and how he was going to integrate into these... Um, dreams and, and, and kill you and keep you powerless. Um, and even towards the, I mean, Wes Craven was the director of most of the top grossing films, who is just a phenomenal director, uh, just a phenomenal horror movie mind. And he just took this character, ran with it. And it just created this, this mythical guy that would be in your dreams. And when you think about it, like, so we'll go through most of these characters, most of these movies. But when you go to sleep at night after watching this movie, you're not you're 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 thinking about it, especially as I, I'm a kid or even older. It's just like whatever is generating your mind right before you go to bed. And then once you go into your dream state and, and you're dreaming yourself and you see that you're fucking scared, man. <laughs> so, Freddie, welcome to the. Jason Marquardt team. Um, also, too, uh, his movie. I still think uh, New Nightmare, which is the oh, sixth yeah. one, is the be- is the better of the sequels. Uh, me and actually Jen talked about that last night. We were talking about where watching a scary movie, and she goes like, "Let's watch Freddy," and I was like, "Oh, we're gonna watch like the the New Nightmare because that's like my favorite one." So uh, I'm super with you. meta movie, meta one, yeah, yeah it's super like- meta. Where where the it's characters the real were experiencing, and Freddy was actually a mythical beast from ancient times, and he was there. And that to was scare. What, that, that was a Wes Craven written and directed one. That's why I like it because it's very. It's much, a genius. Yeah, that that yeah. movie stands up to anything right now for sure. That that would be, so. yeah, great. 
Yeah. Great movie. So for uh, my number one pick, I go with Michael Myers. That's, I mean, how could you not? It is Halloween. He is. Yeah. Um, you know, and, you know, for me, it very much was, I didn't get into Halloween until very later. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, everybody who knows Mike Myers is, I mean, it's one of those, um, when you think of horror, you think of him. He is one of the, the bona fide slasher. And he was one of the first persons who brought on the slasher movie. Oh, yeah. His movie came out in the 70s, you know. Um, but, uh, you know, just the sunken eyes. You don't really know. He's, you know, he just walks slowly. And someone, even in that movie, in the initial movie especially, like he's very like an ominous presence. Um, and you don't know, you know, he goes by the boogeyman and then you, you, you get more of who he is later in the, the lineage of the movies. Yep. Um, but you know, it, it, him with a, with a butcher knife is pretty much, you know, a deadly weapon and how he can take a beat and just come on and keep walking. Um, and just his long, long longevity in just cinema itself too. I mean, you had, you know, the 10 plus movies in the original run. And then you had this new sequels with uh, Halloween with Jamie Lee Curtis and all this stuff moving forward um, with J- John Carpenter involved in it. And, you know, you know, his death count is pretty good. Um, you know, it's a will Shat- it's William Shatner mask, which is always oh, a cool yeah. little legend about that. But again, but when you hear that music, Goosebumps, you know, man, exact, I love it. It's goosebumps, and you know exactly what's going on. And I'm in that movie too, the original Halloween. It, that movie just is perfectly paced, where it builds up to that last thirty minutes of the movie, um, where you see those those iconic scenes that you see. So uh, that's why I got to go. Mike Myers, number one, baby. Well, excellent pick, an excellent character, um, Michael Myers. It's especially when we're talking Halloween. And, and being at the it's Halloween month and it's coming up, it's always the movie that I watch and wait for Halloween. Like I, I will watch yeah. that. I can't October. watch it outside yeah. of October. Yeah. So, and that's, that's where for me, I was like, all right, you know, uh, he might've well been, you know, your number one for sure, but could have gone no number one overall in your mind. If you had to pick, um, I don't know. Uh, but, uh, it's just one of those movies that, you know, if I'm watching it, like you said, in July, it's not resonating as well. Where, you know, with me, with Freddie, it's just like, yeah, you can watch this whenever, whenever you want. Right. But you need but, the, leaves, but on Halloween, need the pumpkins, but on Halloween, you need it. You, it's it's always yeah. on. And usually it's the original. And sometimes I throw in a couple H2O just because that was a nostalgic period of some of those actors during my high school age. Uh, and then the most recent one, uh, which was kind of like, awesome. all right, screw all the other movies. We're actually just going to follow the first one just many years down the line. And that was pretty It cool was too. really good. Yeah. Like I said, that, that was the first movie. I watched that uh, last October. And that was the first movie when I've got that sinking feeling in my stomach about being a parent. Because there's the scene in the movie where he goes into a house and kills his lady. Then you hear a baby crying. And I'm like, oh, my God, he's going to kill this baby. Oh my god, I'm gonna kill this baby! And I was like, "Oh!" Uh, and I got like really like panicky. I was like, "No, no, 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 don't do it, don't do it!" Like two years ago, I'd be like, "Whatever," like it's part of the movie, whatever. Oh, but I'm god. like, "No, no, 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 no!" Because like, of course, I had a little of Harrison in my arm. I'm like, "No, no, please!" No, like, right? But that's a whole different thing. So anyway, so with that, Myers is off the board. Pick number two. All right. So for my second pick, third overall, 
I'm going to go with Jason Voorhees, not just because it's a great name, not just because it's a great name. I'm just oh, saying. really? I wonder why that could possibly be that way. <laughs> yeah, so uh, who doesn't love a little campfire horror story? Uh, again, something that can just go anytime. Uh, definitely in the, you know, in the summer, you're out camping. Um, great time to watch or leading up to that. You're out in the woods. I see signs for Crystal Lake everywhere. <laughs> so it's like that is a very popular name, and I love it. And, uh, again, very very similar to Michael Myers in a sense that very methodical, like slow moving, very methodical. He, knows, he gets to use so many different tools, so many different ways to kill people, many movies, not all of them home runs, but – for this genre of horror, I'm like as a slasher, gotta gotta have them, you know, number two or uh, you know, up in the top five. So, what do you think? Oh no, hundred percent. I mean, if you it's one of those things where um, you're looking at it and you're just sitting there being like, he is the quintessential like slot, you know, un you know, unstoppable object, immovable object versus the unstoppable motion, whatever it is. Um, I mean, his his movies got really campy towards the end of it, like Jason in Space and stuff. But it's still that ch- 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 like stuff like that still is pretty much iconic in horror. It's oh, yeah. just that way. And the first movie still has one of the best twists in oh, yeah. horror. And, you know, and it's blown away what it is. And they've literally tried to keep that continuity Moving forward as best they can to make sure that, you know, it is not like rebooting it. They tried to reboot it, but I don't think it was good at all. Yeah, no, it was um, definitely for especially that time, 70s, 80s, going to the campsite, looking at the movies, even watching it today and how nostalgic they get with the way they dress, the the music they're listening to, all the characters that they are really takes you back to the 80s. Um, So it's like super fun in that in that way. You see a lot of, like, I think what Kevin Bacon was in one, Corey Feldman was in another. So you have some names kind of popping in there that were before they were stars. So it's pretty, pretty cool to so many, so many movies, so many people were in it. Uh, again, I don't know, camp, camp themes going as a kid. Uh, I think there was only one episode where kids actually got to go to the camp and were terrorized. So, but usually it's just, you know, the camp counselors and, you know, if they're, if you're doing bad, like in every horror movie, and we'll probably get to that later, but if you're bad, you're going to be killed. You know, you're doing something you're not supposed to because Jason Voorhees was what he drowned in Camp Crystal Lake because people weren't watching, weren't paying attention. So he comes back and he wreaks havoc on all of those high school, college kids who are not paying attention. So I don't know. It's it's great concept. Keep going with it, and and movies have right. Movies have definitely followed this this pattern, for sure. Also, he has probably some of the most creative kills on cinema. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. I I I see. There was the most recent 3D version where you could tell like a lot of the way that uh, you know when 3D was kind of cool in the late 80s or early 90s and all these spears going through eyes and you kind of watch it non-3d and you're like this is not as cool but i guess if i saw it in 3d it would be pretty cool but no very creative a lot of lot of lot of fun weapons in that one and all of them so you're going you're going hard 80s right here i love it oh yeah i love it 
All right. So for my second pick for the fourth overall, I am picking uh, from Derry, Maine, Mr. Pennywise, the Dancing Clown. Um, I mean, for me, it was I never was able to watch it. The 1992 TV version. I know it was two VHS tapes at my mm-hmm. local movie theater, uh, movie uh, store. Yeah. Uh, man, I wish those still existed. Um, <laughs> and it was, and I would never watch it. It was in the horror and it was just like freaked me out. The cover was weird. You know, it was one of those things like I was never really scared of clowns, but like, you know, and even like the, 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 the campiness of the, that really is what like you know, freak people out. For me, it's more of the the reboot that came out in the last couple of years. Uh, it 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 in it chapter two, um, man, like some of that stuff is just crazy. And the book I heard is even worse. Um, I mean, something an unsupernatural being that comes back every twenty every twenty seven years to kill for a couple months to hibernate again, like that's bonkers. And it knows your fears, like dude, that's like creepy. And the movie doesn't happen. Like Jenny can attest to this too. I remember watching the the, the chapter one. Um, there's a painting in it, and it was just like, nope, not. I don't don't want that painting. Don't. Nope, not having it. Not having. It. Of course, it's there. And I'm like, I hate you. Like I was just like, no, I don't want it. Um, in the in 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 just like you know some of the stuff like you know, the whole Georgie scene is ridiculous and crazy, and just some of the other stuff that's out there is just you know he is just awesome so for me it's it's definitely him like i don't have a fear of clowns clowns never freaked me out at all so like that isn't like a big thing for me but i just think the way he could manipulate and shape shift and just pull out your greatest fear is just crazy so yeah what i what i loved about again great great book uh my mom is a big uh stephen king fan so it was always in the house huge book it's like probably this no the listeners can't see oh yeah i have it i have it on my my bookshelf in my room so um but i did see the original uh made for tv and let's not be twisted it was super scary we recorded it on vhs i owned it i watched it many many times over uh and it was for the reason the fact when you want to pair this movie as like a as a, a comp especially as a kid this is the horror movie goonies where it's a bunch of kids getting together if you're if you have kids trying to defeat something especially in the early like part one part two in the first 27 years they, they were all kids you're into it because it was right at my age level i was 10 at the time and most of those kids were between 10 and 14 or whatever and I was just like, oh, this is Goonies, just scary. And they're trying to defeat this monster and they're coming together and, and their fears. Each one has different ones and how it, and how they connect and how they come together. It was just one of those, man, this has a lot of elements here. And it's like very because it, it was a book and it was very well written, very well, like you said, very your fears and everything. Super cool. So and. and Using the the clown as your catalyst to scaring people, I think it was excellent. And uh, the original Curry, right? Tim Curry was all day was 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 very scary and epic. But Pennywise, watching it later in my life, I'm like, whoa! See, they did this better. They did it. They did it. A good the new one, the newer one, is the theatrical one. Was done very well. Um, I know we watched 
we watched the, the 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 TV special last year, and I was like, well, there are some really campy elements to this the show, and it can be a little campy. But again, it, again, it was perfectly cast. Both both were perfectly cast. Um, but you know, it's just that first movie is just on point. You know, right? Now, you know, the first movie is really really much on point. The second one is more of a Stephen King book movie. You see a lot more Stephen King. Yeah. In the second movie, um, in what makes Stephen King Stephen King. Um, but you know, for me, you know, Tim Curry is still just, you know, some of the stuff he does and some of the stuff he says in that TV special, it, it still makes me laugh. Cause he still was like a clown, but some of the stuff he did as well was just creepy. So yeah, no, that's why, yeah. that's why he's on my list. So perfect. All right. So where are we at now? Is this the, You're the fifth pick fifth pick? So this is my third spot. I'm going to go with uh, in my power forward position, Leatherface, <laughs> my middle linebacker. Okay. Um, okay. And I'm going straight fear on this one. This 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 uh, this guy this guy brought the thunder and he didn't have a ton of kills. Uh, I think you were talking about body count, but wheeling that chainsaw. And I'm going to go back to a time that if my mom or brother are listening uh, I will never forget watching the movie and then going to a um, haunted house with my family. Uh, I'm I'm going to embarrass myself. I was probably eight or nine, old enough where my mom had to carry me out, and it was super because I the chainsaw got me and I just froze and couldn't move. My mom had to like lift me up and carry me out. And I'm okay to say that, and 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 the reason was that Leatherface, because I watched it maybe a few days before, and Texas Chainsaw got me, and uh, just the way that he, his the face was made of skin, of human. Well, the first time you see him when he rips open that door and hits the guy in the head with it and slams the door shut, you're just like, what the hell just happened? Because up to that point, it's just like, what is what's going on? And again, we're talking about the original one. Yeah. The remake with Jessica Biel is pretty good because it's very well done. But you don't. And it's you Jessica kinda, Biel. And yeah, Jessica Let's Biel. Let's be honest. Yeah, uh, but like the, I remember watching the the original because I saw the I saw the Jessica Biel one. I never saw the, the 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 original until after I saw the Jessica Biel one. And that, like I said, you don't know who he is. You know he's in this movie, but like that first scene when he rips open the door and the guy is just standing up and. He smashes him the head with the hammer and then drags him in there and slams the door shut. And that all happens within 15 seconds. You're just like, what the hell happened? Here? Yeah. And he's like back, back country, Texas strong, man. Just, that's what I say. He's probably a middle linebacker and <laughs> just, just with a lot of CTE oh, yeah. issues. So, so but yeah, watch the original kids. Don't watch the sequels or the, they're all fun too. Like I mean, uh, it's, it's wheeling chainsaws, lots of glow, gl- uh, just blood everywhere. It's, it's, if you, if you're into that and, and, and you know what, it is a great story. You got a bunch of high school people going somewhere to a concert. They get stranded on the side of a road. They go to this house and it's a bunch of like back country bumpkins people. and crazy people. And then, Boom! You're you're in a house of horror, and Leatherface is is the ringleader. So good there luck with go. a chainsaw. So uh, there there there's my there's my third my power forward spot middle linebacker. Uh, so for me, I am going uh, 
for my number three pick for the sixth overall, I am going with Ghostface. Damn from it! From the screen. I the I scream. I had him for my last pick. Scratched him out. Put Leatherface because I just was Ghostface. I, I love to see your take. I, I have a bunch on it. Very creative. Wasn't scared, but very creative. Go for, for it. me. It was very much. You got Wes Craven. You know, rest in peace. Uh, just that movie, Scream, was literally him making fun of the the, the franchises that he built. But you know, even if, like I said, he really Ghostface wasn't you know super scary. I mean, he had a bunch of jump cuts, but the the story behind Ghostface and how they you know how they did the murders and some of the scenes where you figure out, but then you know you go to the second movie and the third movie and even the fourth movie. Uh, which I I still enjoyed the fourth movie, uh, and they're actually making a fifth one soon, which I'm very interested to see what happens. Um, it's just how the character is just, you know, you have the twist, a couple different twists in it. You know who 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 the murderer is, and you know they and it's like they make fun of slasher movies again inside. It's like it gets a little bit meta for a little bit in the third movie, but you know it doesn't it doesn't ruin what the movie is it's definitely a thriller at some parts and it's a slash movie at others and it's a little bit of comedy it's a little bit like it's, it has a lot of different things and him as a killer is again it's just one of those things where you don't know where he's going to pop up you don't know what he's going to do and you know it's just some of the kills that he has is very memorable like i said i always remember the you know scream 2 uh opening scene with jada pinkett smith where he kills her boyfriend in the bathroom and then sits down next to her hit her and then stabs her in the stomach and she goes up and dies in the front of the screen and everybody thinks it's yeah, a joke. Yeah, it's a show. Yeah, kind of like a Rocky yeah, Horror so picture show type thing. Yeah. Exactly. So like that stuff and then you find out, you know, the twist at the end of the second one and you find out, you know, some of the stuff in the third one, you know, I don't want to ruin stuff because I know some people just turned off <laughs> at a certain point. But then you find out that scene was scene 129 took like three weeks to shoot and that was that big final climactic scene in scream with the first screen movie. So good movies, good killer, good femme fatale preview for next week. Um, but you know, I it just, you know, he, he has four movies. He has a series underneath them. They're making a fifth. So the killer must be good. So Ghostface is my number three. Uh, very, very strong pick. Uh, you know, that, that's that guy. <laughs> when you want to talk about uh, just knowledge of slasher movies, right? How they want to, uh, especially, like I said, I don't want to ruin anything for anybody, but uh, it's the, e the ending of that first. Movie even in the just... first one, it just goes, whoa, like this is this is just a bunch of people with a lot of time on their hands and they want to kill people like. Yeah. So uh, I, I was all in. And then when more movies came out, yeah, I was always at the box office watching opening night. So excellent. Excellent pick. Like I said, I had the, I had him pen. I have him written down. And then I went with Leatherface for for straight fear. Good pick. Mm -hmm. Your fourth pick, my man. All right. So, you know, if again, uh, I'm going to go with a fun pick here for everybody. Uh, Chucky um, from Child's Play. And uh, the reason for this is just like, as a kid growing up, before even Chucky was even in my mind, I'd lie in bed, I'd look over at my toys, and I would have to wake, get up out of bed and turn them around. I, I just, 
didn't want to look at them. I, I thought maybe at some point they would just like look at me funny or wink an eye or do something. So once I found out what Chucky was, I watched the movie and then had a very, now all my animals left my room at that point. So it was just one of those things, a toy coming to life and coming after to kill you. Or in the first one, just try to take over your body so that he can move his voodoo portal to, to, to that soul. But, uh, that, he was that still old chestnut. Yeah. But he, he, he what he, he was killing people and it was a toy and he had knives and blood. And then, uh, th- there was a, a, the most recent one that came out, which, you know, you're using the word campy, you know, or jumping the shark or whatever you want to use. It kind of got there, but they did it pretty good in a sense that, they brought technology in, all this smart stuff. And I'm like, oh, well, this is cool. Like, you kind of took it a and different it angle. And it was more of like in, in, in AI. And yeah, robot taking over and wanting to kill you, you know, and they kill you. It just or, wanted to be with yeah, you. Yeah, protecting you and yeah. doing exactly what it's told. So, yeah, no, well, like I said, for me, Chucky was never really high in my, my list. Uh, you know, I'm not like, for me, maybe because I got like, again, even the series got really campy with um bride of chucky and seed of chucky oh yeah really kind of and it but it kind of came back down to earth with the curse of chucky and those last two like the the direct the dvd ones that came out um which were like really good and i heard they were really 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 well done um but the whole thing too with that is like and early on i was like is the kid killing these guys or is it the doll like what do you believe in it as well but for me my whole thing is it's a doll like kick it out the way like, like it's like that was my you, whole thing you think like, you could defeat the doll yeah no I, if you're not watching these movies trying to be a monday morning quarterback and say oh jason's so slow why don't you just zig when you should have zagged or get in the car and go away like the guy's not gonna follow you oh well, he did to manhattan but you know i'm just saying like or space yeah. but you know like but no, you're right. But it's like, I don't know. You got to look at it as a kid. Uh, like he wasn't, you know, needed friends or whatever, you know, like was kind of like, oh, this Elizabeth is kind of my friend. And so and like I said, I again, I go back to a time where I'm sitting in my room and I literally, you know what? And then I had a little Chucky doll that I got from Blockbuster Video that came with one of the videos because I bought it and they, they sold this little doll and I kept it and I kept it in my room and because I was like, oh, you're this ain't going to happen. But. I would have to throw it into my toy chest and be like, just, I, if you just do, relax. I don't want to see it. <laughs> so. so, all right. All right. That's a good one. That's a good one. All right. So for me, for my fourth pick, um, I am picking Norman Bates. Oh, just super classic. Uh, tell I me. Mean, he is, he is the original psychopath killer. I feel like, I mean, oh, yeah. you can do other things like HH Holmes and, Jack the Ripper and stuff like this, but you know, uh, Anthony, uh, that movie, I actually watched it recently. Um, cause like, uh, I got Peacock and they have all the Hitchcock films on there. So I watched Psycho. I was like, oh, let me rewatch Psycho. The, the original, don't watch the Gus Van Sant remaster. Just please, just don't. Um, uh, and it's it, it really like for parts of the movie, I was just staring at it being like, you know what happens, you know, the ending of this movie, but it's still just you're still watching it being like, this is a really fucking good movie. Like and just like how well, it was a Hitchcock, he, right? Yeah. Hitchcock. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, um, yeah. Excellent movie. Like, yeah. 
like and put it on a just, pedestal movie. Yep. And you're just sitting there and you're watching it and you're just like, you know, even though his count isn't high, I think he killed three people, four people, I think Max, they said, uh, because there's a couple other missing girls. They they kind of they sprinkle in throughout it. Um, and I think he killed he killed his mother and his boyfriend, her boyfriend, I think, too. Like that was what set him off. But like, you know, again, like. He was that demented and that like, you know, he would snap like that and kill these girls because whatever reason. Uh, but for me, it's always that end scene. It's that end scene of that movie where he's sitting in the detention center and, she, you know, I wouldn't even hurt a fly. And they think Norman did it, not me. I like that whole scene where it's like in his head, it's his mom. And it's just like, this is awesome. I'm like, I'm getting goosebumps just talking about it. Yeah. But like, it's just, he's the original. He is one of the original guys. I have a lot of original guys on here. Um, but that's, that's what I think of when I think of like good slasher films and slashers just some periods. Cause like I said, he comes off like, Hey, how's it going? I'm just a normal guy. Like I can't do anything. And I think that's what was kind of interesting was like anybody could do it. So. Well, you know, especially so much, so much good has come out of that movie, uh, or, you know, that aged very well. I mean, my mom even talks about this movie as being one of the most creepy movies she's ever seen due to the fact of the shower scene. Rain, 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 rain. Right. How many times have you heard that or seen a clip Made of that fun or, a of meme? It or seen right. a parody? Like I always but, think of Wayne's world. Where he's like, wee, 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 right. Wee. So, but, but like the, this was the original and this is why in the, what was it? 60s, 70s, in the 60s, 60s. Yeah. People stop taking showers, man. Like this, that was a thing. And my mom was one of them. She's like, I stopped taking showers for a month because that scared Jeez. people to death. And Hitchcock, you did it. Like he, well, he he's he's done many great movies, but this 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 was his slasher, and it was it was fantastic. Good pick. Jeez. All right, this is my last, my final pick. Final pick. Uh oh. Five slot here. So let's let's just do a recap of who's left on the board, right? So we have Jigsaw. Yep. From the Saw series. We have Candyman. Yep. Pinhead. Yep. And the Cinnobites. Cinnobites. Like Cinnabuns. Uh mm, Leprechaun. Leprechaun. Jaws. And some of the old school favorites, Count Dracula, Wolfman, Invisible Man, and Frankenstein's Monster. So, I'm going to round mine off with Candyman. Okay. And this was one where my brother uh, introduced me to Candyman. 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 You're done, dude. You're done. So... Very awesome way of an urban legend and urban. Like this was a urban horror movie. Fantastic. Like ahead of its genre, ahead of its time. They really didn't go uh, this direction. This is one of the first, if not only. I mean, they did. They started getting back into this now. Black uh, style uh, uh, villain or horror, you know, horror character. And it was it was in the projects. It was a guy who would hide behind windows. You would 
go and kind of like I, I we I always did Bloody Mary as a kid. Did you ever do that trick in your? In oh your... yeah, I did the Bloody Mary trick a couple. So times. this this is kind of the urban legend of that spinoff, and they called it Candyman in this in this version. Just really made him scary with a hook and 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 some the bees of the bees and stuff like oh, that. Oh yeah, and and it's just one of those. My brother kind of sat me down one day, and he's just like, you know, he he introduced me to Freddy and Jason and and all these other movies. He he was always my 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 mentor in that in that regard yeah he was the always the one like really giving me the good stuff when you talk about 80s that's that was his genre but he would make sure that it passed on and Candyman was just one he's like hey, let me show you this one you know in the 90s and and it was just like this is what scares me <laughs> you know he's like this this was creepy and i was like oh that's interesting and i watched it and i was just like oh i'm not gonna look at a mirror you know, for a for a while, or definitely play that trick. So, uh, very cool concept. Uh, very new, different. You know, type of character. Uh, urban. You know, not not your kind of normalcy there. And it, it and it just it struck home, and it was it was awesome. Well done, and it was a scary movie. The uh, the, the the reboot looks fantastic. Yeah, and and you know, there's there's other you know. I just hope it lives up because that that first one, I think they did another one and it went. Well, Tony Todd is just creepy as hell. So, yeah. So that that's going to round up my five here. So for the last for the last pick, we got we got some good names on the board still. So where are you going to go? So for me, as you can see a trend with my draft in here, I have to go to the one of the OG universal monster out there i have to go with count dracula i have to it's halloween you gotta you gotta include one of these guys in the draft so even if he's mr irrelevant in the draft as he's the last pick of the draft he is the original guy you think of halloween you think of vampires you think of count dracula you think of the bella lugosi blah 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 blah. like that Mm -hmm. kind of like you know that type of movie and you can get the Spanish version of Dracula, which is equally is even better than the English version of it. Um, and that's when I had to shoot two separate movies. That wasn't like subtitles or anything like that. I physically had to shoot two separate movies. Um, but you know, you have that story and then it's, she's just a quintessential vampire. Um, you know, and, and that's what set off the vampire genre we have today. Um, but for me, it's still even Brem Stoker's Dracula with, uh, Keanu Reeves and Winona Ryder and awesome, um, you know, great Gary Oldman. Like it's awesome. Like you, yeah. it's very much it's parody too. Like anything good parody. Like Mel Brooks, Dracula, Den and Loving is still one of the funnier movies I've seen making fun of vampires. Um, but for me, it's just it's just you, what we do in the I, dark. Did you see that that movie? Yeah, what we do in the shadows. Uh, oh, yeah, what we do in the yeah. We great. I, I can't. I, I I'm I'm me and Jen have tried three times to watch the show and it's it's very hard for us to get into it uh i i i, I like it i like the humor i like taika waititi and i like what he does and the movie is pretty funny i'm it's just and i know where they're getting at but it's one of those things that might the humor might not be for me yeah um i have that whole thing like i don't like the office i don't like parks and rack i don't whoa. like those shows whoa. blasphemy yeah. <laughs> um i just don't like the humor like i just just don't like i don't i don't like that type of humor to begin with 
so like the self-deprecating humor i'm not a fan of or like the that cringe greenery. you don't like the cringe humor I mean, that like geez. a little bit like that but like for, it's different when it's like stand-up like i some of the stand-up stuff i don't mind but like again different 100 uh, off topic um <laughs> focus we can add so that added to the show notes um <laughs> but for me it's it's very much you know i always try to do the a universal movie you know a couple years ago i tried to watch all the universal monster movies you know dracula Wolfman, Invisible Man, uh, Frankenstein, Bride of Frankenstein, you know, all those classic, classic movies. And it's hard to do because you can't find them a lot recently. But it, but like I think Walmart every year has like the, like a couple collections. So for me, it's it's just that's Halloween. That's just it's a vampire. It's 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 good. It's 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 he's not a slasher, but man, he's killed a lot of people. Oh, yeah. And what I <laughs> the most debonair, the oh. most excellent dress the handsome lady lady killer no no pun intended there so just dressed to the nines it's it, just a great yeah even dressing up you like that's you know you, you look at all these guys like you want to if at you, one point if, or another yeah, everybody dresses you're up gonna dress up like guys. one of these guys so that's that it's it's a perfect time for october our spook tap spook spectacular month we're gonna have here so let's recap spooky tober so we we have a name so let's recap for uh james's squad we have mike myers pennywise ghostface norman bates and count dracula and for my spot for my team we got freddie jason leatherface chucky and Candyman. So go. we're going to put those lists out there on uh, Facebook and we're going to put it on uh, Instagram, everybody. Uh, hopefully we get some viewers. Some Come on, guys. Let's let's start partaking in some of this voting. Let's let's see who who, who came in on top and who did we miss? Who who, who do you think uh, should have been on the list? You know, we're, oh, always, we're, we're always open for some um, some great feedback. Horror movies. Who especially, would you draft? Yeah, especially uh, uh, there's other podcasts on our platform, the Dorkany Network, that um, I hope they listen and, and they want to chime in. So come on, come all, and uh, go ahead and vote. You know, Jay or James, and uh, you know if we get enough votes in there, maybe we'll do a nice little uh, giveaway. You know, with some uh, Deadly Grounds coffee. Who knows? Ooh, there we go. Yeah. So, so with that, concludes the 2020 slasher draft. So with that as well, we're going to go into our next way to end the show. Um, which is very much dear to our hearts is a couple dads, a couple dudes being dads. So as it is spooky Tober or October, and we got all the ghouls and goblins and stuff out there ready to go. When do you, with your kids want to introduce them to scary movies or just get them into that use of scaring as a, as for Halloween nature? Yeah. So I think what I really want to do I might not stop starting with some of the people on this list right away. Uh, but I think early on, I think you kind of hit it on it towards the end. Some of the classics, I think uh, you can kind of get away with and watch some good cinematography, some good movies, some good movie making. Uh, the Those were always the characters when I was a kid were always the prevalent ones, especially around Halloween. So I think I would definitely start around, you know, uh, Frankenstein, um, Count Dracula, Wolfman, that kind of getting into that genre, probably. I want to say six. I think I'm, I'm gonna go with 
first grade six that uh, you're going to stay up with dad on Halloween. We're going to watch one of these movies and let's see, see how it goes. Makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah, for me, you know, Logan's 12 and he hates scary movies. Just hates them like with a passion. Uh, Wes is a little bit more adventurous, but we've ha- we've already had a couple oh, yeah. night ma- nightmares or really restless sleeps, and that was like from them like watching like spirit videos, like where they show like the new animatronics and stuff and the new stuff like that. Okay, he kind of gets freaked out by that. Um, but I I want to slowly introduce some, but even if not not even anybody at this list, you know, you have Paranorman, which is a claymation movie, oh, which okay. is really really good. You know, Beetlejuice, some like Nightmare Night Before oh. Christmas. There are some kidder, kid-friendly movies out there that you can definitely go with. And I think that's the best way I'm going to introduce Harrison to it is not for him to be, like, saturized by it. But, like, kind of we're watching that stuff now while he's up anyway. So it's like he's he can hear it in the background. Hey, Cas- he Casper would, like, would be a good one because don't they kind of dress up? In, I'm, I'm thinking of the one with uh, Christina Ricci. Um, yeah, Casper, you're right. Yeah, so they do have like a Halloween or a themed dress up party in the mansion, and yeah, there's a ghost, so, Casper the oh, friendly yeah. ghost. So, I mean, you also can do like Ghostbusters, you know, that's, oh, yeah. that's always a good, good standby because there's only, I always say, there's only really one scary scene in Ghostbusters, it's that first, first one, initial yeah. scare. Um, but but that's always a good one, it's like, hey, what's over there? And like, and like, okay, that's it, guys, you're done. Like, that's that's the extent of the scare. Like cause then, like you really don't get any from there. Um, but like for me, I, I mean, for Harrison, I'm definitely gonna be like, I love Halloween. It's it's my one of my favorite holidays. Yeah, I like having fun with it. I'm not a big into like the super gore, the gore of Halloween. Um, uh, like for me, for me, like the Saw movies. I know Jigsaw was on our list. I'm not a fan no, of those movies. I don't like the terror. The the way um, that. They were trying or, to kill him, or, 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 or what we call torture porn. Like that's torture, all that yeah. was. was like just so, torture porn. Not, not a it, fan. I'm not, I'm not for that. And also like the over the top like gore of it. If it's like a really bad B movie, it's a different animal. Like I've seen bad horror movies that are like it's so bad it's good, and it's like, but like I still wouldn't show him that stuff. Like, you know, I would show him Beetlejuice because again, it is a little creepy, it's a little scary, but it's not over the top scary. Like that's definitely repair. one. That's definitely one that I saw when I was very young. Like when it came, because yeah. just because of the care of of the actors that were in it at the time, my parents were like, "Oh, this might be all right." And then I watched it. I was like, "Oh, there's you know, there's some creepy elements spooky. here." Yeah, it's there's some creepy, creepy elements here. But again, it's one of those things. Like I'm not going to sit them down at eight o'clock at night with the lights off to watch a scary movie. Like no, I'm gonna. It's going to be twelve o'clock in the morning. 12 o'clock at, in the afternoon, right after lunch, when it's bright and sunny out, and we're going to watch it as a family. So, like, if he does get freaked out about it, like, the lights are on, there's nothing going on, and we can just turn it off. And it's not like he's going from watching a scary movie in the dark to a scary bedroom. Like, that was always my thing, and my dad's always been – that's, I think, one of the one thing my dad always did with me is, like, he never put me in a situation watching a scary movie where I couldn't get out of watching it. It's not like I was, like, set to watch it, and I wasn't, like, in the middle of the night. Well, what's going to happen with Harrison is exactly what happened with me. I had an older brother. My dad hates horror movies. He doesn't watch them. Never did. Uh, my mom was really into Stephen King and, and King and read all their book, read all of his books, and we I got to see a lot of those, like Needful Things and It and Stand. A lot of different elements in all of those movies. There's a, the underlining thing happening in all horror movies for sure. Uh, some, you know, some of the gooder one, the better ones, gooder, yeah, good. Good, gooder good ones, word. yeah, the gooder it's okay. ones. Okay, it's it, it is you know, 
late at night. I get it. And I'm I'm a, I'm just a dad beta dude. So um, with that said, I had an older brother. So with Harrison, you might not be the one that's going to introduce him to some of these characters because if you do, you're a bad dad. No, I'm just saying it's gonna be probably Wes, you know, or it's gonna be. A, a friend, a, a older brother's friend, or whatever. He's gonna be at a sleepover. He's gonna see Michael Myers come home, and you're gonna have to deal with it. And you're gonna be like, "Oh, geez." So, yeah. Uh, or, 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 or it's or just Pepe's a movie, man. Show him a movie or something like that. Pepe's gonna show him Beetlejuice or something like that, and it's game over. It's game so over. It's, hey, Harrison, it's gonna be Uncle Jay. You're gonna come over here for a sleepover one day, and I'm gonna sit yeah. you guys and you go like, "Here you go, Jen and James. Here's here's your scared as hell kid. Good luck yeah. for the next week." Yeah, thanks, <laughs> thanks, thanks for that. Yeah, but for me, like I said, I, I, and definitely in Halloween, I, I'm definitely gonna submerge them into it a little bit, like kind of throw them in the deep end to a point of enjoying it. And I know one of our episodes in this month is gonna be just Halloween. It's gonna be actually I think the week of Halloween. We're gonna have our very big nostalgia Halloween episode. Um, and that's going to be a big dads being dude, dudes being dad segment. It's going to be the whole show. Yep. Uh, and I'll go more into that. But like for me, I want him to embrace Halloween. I want him to love Halloween as much as I do. You know, and, and, and being in New England and being in the Northeast, it just screw you, you. You taste it in the air. You feel it in the air when October hits, the end of September and October. Yeah, the best, the best thing want, about Halloween doesn't have to be scary. It doesn't have to be scary. That was my biggest thing, and 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 I got some stories to tell about that later on. Yep. Um, just by interacting with parents during trick or treating. Um. So. Uh. And, and, and I don't want I don't want Harrison or even any of my kids to fear Halloween. Because I think if you fe- if you make hair uh, Halloween scary, it's not going to be enjoyable for anybody. Um. And that th- that includes watching scary movies, watching Simpsons Halloween episodes, or Bob's Burgers, or we watch Tiny Toons. Halloween episodes, like stuff like that. I want, I want the kids to watch that stuff and enjoy it and have fun with it because it's a fun holiday. So, you know, I'm, you know, if the, if if Harrison comes up to me and like, "Hey, Dad, who's Freddy Krueger? Who is Jason? Or who is Mike Myers?" and I'm gonna be like, "Oh, these are who they are." I'm not gonna lie to them, you know. And I'd be like, "Well, they're, you know, they're in a scary movie. You know, you haven't watched it yet. You know, when you're ready to, we'll watch it." And you know, it might be one of those things where, and again, some of the older ones, like I don't think Mike Myers, you see blood. I don't, it's one of those like bloodless movies, which I'm okay with. There's a little bit of nudity, but that's no John the, Carpenter's just the way that he builds that moment. But, but the great thing about some of these older movies, they're already on TV, so they're already edited for like kids. So, but you know, I'm looking forward to it. Like I said, that's kind of always been my goal is to just introduce them slowly over time. And it's one of those things where you know I'm gonna let him discover some of this stuff on his own. Hey, Dad, who who is this person? You know, I heard some people talking about this movie or we would go into the stores and buy costumes or look at costumes, Halloween stuff. Like, who's that? Why are people like that's kind of how I think some of those conversations happen. And I think it has to be a little bit more natural than like kind of forced upon kids. But like, you know, eventually these kids are going to run into Scream and they're going to discover Nightmare on Elm Street and they're going to discover Friday the 13th and they're going to discover all these characters. And for from me being a dad is I have to just sit him down and talk to him about it. I'm not going to scare him. I'm not going to scare him from watching these movies um, because I know for a fact, if you scare them from watching these movies, they're still going to watch it. I'd rather watch these movies with my kid and be like, if you have any questions, like just ask me, or if you have to turn away, you could turn to me because like, that's why I'm here. So yeah. Scary movies are like drugs and alcohol. You gotta, gotta ease them into it. Right. Oh, hundred percent. That's why you're your dealer. <laughs> that's why your brother was your dealer. Uh, yeah. So, 
Uh, next week's episode is going to be another fun one. We're actually going to have a guest. And speaking of my brother, we've had a lot of my brother talk. He's going to come on because he's got a lot of insight. He's got a lot of... Um, I think he's going to have a lot of good opinions on these topics. Uh, it's going to be the Mount Rushmore. We're going to actually do a Mount Rushmore of the horror movie survivor hero heroines, whatever you want to, whatever you want to call them. What'd you call them earlier in the show? Scream Queens. Scream Queens. So we're going to go that direction in the next episode. We're going to have a guest. I don't know if we're going to so do it actually, live. Are we going to try we, to do I, it? We'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll see. I'm up for a live show. Like always, like I said, you know, um, you know, possibly if you do a live show, I could probably grab somebody else and we could have a four person panel. Who knows? Um, uh, but we have that coming up in the following week. We're going to have another guest. His name is Bob Anderson from Bob after dark. He has a paranormal podcast. Awesome. Uh, he's actually a good friend of mine from the windy city ghostbusters. Uh, and he, he talked, we talked, his show talks about cryptoids and ghosts and UFOs. So it's going to be very kind of spooky stories where he's going to tell us some ghost stories and maybe Jay has some ghost stories or ghost experiences and stuff like that. So it's going to be very much, uh, very much, uh, uh, thematic or scene setting or like, um, background, like very, very good. Um, I'm trying to think of the word. I keep saying synonyms for it. Um, <laughs> it's gonna put you in the mood for Halloween, and then our last one for Halloween is gonna be our nostalgia, nostalgia Halloween episode. Um, I was gonna say nostalgia ween, but that's the nostalgia critics motto for uh, the month of October, so I can't steal it. Because <laughs> um, I know he's listening and watching all these podcasts. Excellent. So we got a bunch of stuff cool coming through. As you could see, or Leo Pond from the Oregon did update our logo uh, to make it very spooky. But we want to hear from you guys a hundred percent. A hundred percent. We want to hear from you about your Halloween stuff. Every week we're going to be talking about this stuff and we want to hear from you guys. Like we said, Halloween is a fun holiday. You know, it, it seems like it's going away very quickly. as stuff 60% already in the stores and it's October 5th. Like, come on people. But anyway, with that, it won't be Halloween without what could make the taste of Halloween be good. What should people be having to bolster their Halloween experience this month? Well, definitely. And I'm following this company right now on Instagram. And I everyone should. It's called Deadly, Deadly Grounds Coffee. All right, everybody? I get these feeds. They come up with new coffees, especially this month. This is their, this is their bread and butter. They love this. And they're coming up with some spooky, scary coffees. That are just gonna blow your socks off, everybody. So, J James, tell tell me more. They got Witch's Brew, which is their chocolate raspberry coffee. It's awesome. They got their pumpkin spice, fantastic. They have a hot, spicy coffee, which is hot to taste because it's the coffee that it's Hell's Coffee. Um, they have pump. They have the the Curse of the Blarney Stone, which is their iOS cream. They have French vanilla. They have dark roast. They have every kind of flavor you could possibly done. It is a small company. It is based out of Connecticut. It is worth your time. It's free shipping on any order over fifty percent. We are working them to get another promo code to give to you guys to get stock up this Halloween to be ready because Deadly Grounds is the official coffee of Hell, Michigan. So definitely, definitely support them and give them a shout out. I know I will. All right, James. So so with that, Jay, guest, everybody, we wish you a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day. Enjoy the start of uh, October. Enjoy the spooky season. It is 
time to have fun and enjoy the fall. So with that, everybody, have a wonderful day, and uh, we'll catch you next week, guys. Peace out.